pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401 885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, Good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359, and in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. Folks, it's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, petro.com it is friday what a mess outside it's friday february 25th my goodness what is with the weather more snow more sleet crews are out there though and uh, it could be much much worse just be cautious out on the roads this portion of the program is brought to you by ron's pastry gourmet now what are you doing right now i'll tell you if i was right now you in the car listening to juan listening to me i would head over to ron's pastry gourmet 170 royal little drive in providence they have delicious the zapelas are in and they're fantastic everything baked fresh uh the most delicious chocolate donuts they also for some fans they have the let's go brandon cupcakes that are very very popular but on top of that the most delicious calzones all different kinds of calzones uh sausage and pepper buffalo and chicken steak and cheese calzones they also have traditional sausage and pepper and spinach pies ron's pastry gourmet delicious sandwiches but everything baked fresh now they're easy to get to 170 royal little drive in providence they're right next to triple a in uh in providence it's right off of silver spring street which is right off the highway An easy thing to do is find their facebook page ron's pastry gourmet or you could just type into your gps 170 royal little drive it's in providence ron's pastry gourmet and remember free coffee for police military first responders well folks again um you know we continue to monitor the situation overseas <clears throat> you do see some by the way i want to point out i know some people um we have very influential people um i um you know some people then kind of parrot to me things they hear from various people i notice and i like him and i respect him but tucker carlson kind of pivoted a little bit walked back some of his comments because he initially was you know almost saying that uh russia and ukraine is the same i recognize there's some people like that out there people are mocking our military um as many of you know i mean listen this the situation it's not a simple one it didn't happen overnight uh we don't have the best team on the field uh, so to speak and putting it mildly yes president biden and harris it is true our border is wide open the southern border they are too concerned about pronouns and uh, a lot of this other stuff and and yeah we we're uh, we're at a weak point right now and you have someone exploiting it however that that doesn't mean what putin is doing is right you know well you know he's he sees that biden is weak therefore what he has the right to invade another country and go after a land grab and and when the process he's killing people i i refuse to praise this person and i have said for president trump and then i i was disgusted at the remarks of rudy giuliani there's there should be no praise going towards this killer madman no matter how much people uh hate president biden you have to make a decision like you know listen i i recognize and there's been so many mistakes and yes afghanistan what like all these things lead up to almost like justification well you know you got to admit the way we pulled out of afghanistan was wrong i do admit yes i completely agree and you know he and harris and the southern border again check the box yes totally agree and the way the mass all of those things make sense but i'm still not seeing justification to then just invade another country he is 
as I have talked about, um, you know, Putin is 69 years old. <clears throat> he is, I think, the pandemic, as as much as it's been rough on a lot of people, it's it's also been rough on an aging dictator that feels like the walls are closing in, that also uh, feels, in fact, that that right now, if he's going to make his move and he's got, do you know, he has supposedly, he has $200 billion. Putin steals it, uh, blackmail, extorts, just takes things. All these companies have to pay up. Uh, it's all then hidden away, all these shell companies. So basically, he's the richest man in the world. And, and now he, he wants land. He wants countries. But there's a couple of different things. Um, you know, Steve Bannon, who I, there was a story, Trump praises Putin leaving Republicans in a bind. Uh, Steve Bannon, there's no appetite in Europe to defend themselves, okay? Now you're going to go in and stir up a hornet's nest. Well, I, I, again, I, I'm still looking for the justification that they're, you know, sending bombs and missiles, and right now they're, they're trying to um, come in for that now they, they want Ukraine to surrender. And, and I also, this is important to recognize that, because it does come off as like sympathy among some people on the right. But this isn't the first time. You know, there were earlier times in history when groups on the political fringes embraced foreign rivals as foils for domestic opponents. I know there's many people that are kind of new. I hear from so many people, well, you know, in the past, they didn't pay attention to politics. They also didn't pay attention to history. During the years before the United States entered World War II, handful of lawmakers lauded adolf hitler and mussolini for their strong leadership think of that that's not an exaggeration during the early years of the cold war some of the far left right that's true spoke approvingly of the soviet union bernie sanders went there on for his honeymoon as an alternative to unfettered capitalism so my point is and this is so important for many of you to understand this has happened in the past where it's the fringe they embrace foreign rivals as foils for domestic opponents and right now russia is the stand-in for anti-wokeness that's what they try to say you know putin is definitely not woke again almost like a justification but the current fascination with putin among some on the right you know it's it's also wrapped up in like this post-trump sweepstakes a lot of emulation going on among politicians who may or may not be trumpian but they want to claim that part of part of the party's base you know, people, I'll, I'll be honest, people don't know what to say or how to come down on, on a lot of this right now. And you even hear, you have someone who's running for the Senate in Ohio. Um, this guy's all over the map. Tucker Carlson's all over the map. <clears throat> um, President Trump now is trying to say through, Fran oh, he was just being sarcastic when he said that, when he was saying that uh, Putin is savvy and he's a genius. He was just, he was being satire i i didn't hear it that way folks listen we we there's no argument from me biden is weak ineffective i agree what yeah that's why putin is going in but i i, I just want to remind people that you have two countries right we have we have there's upset in peace in the world and who's driving it you know there are people trying to say and i'm going to play sound in a moment michael savage was on newsmax I, I know Michael Savage. I used to fill in for Michael Savage. I've interviewed and spoken to Michael Savage. Again, I was his top fill-in person for many years in a show. He's trying to say, well, you know, Zelensky's in with George. I'll play the sound. Maybe some people believe it. Uh, Zelensky's, he's been jabbing Putin, and now Putin's upset. And, you know, this goes back to the Second World War. And I, I, I just, I don't, I'm not sure how to answer something like that. We just know that right now, that Putin's misinformation, disinformation, proper propaganda campaign does not square with what we're seeing. And it you're seeing it a lot in this country, by the way. Now, folks, also, uh, go to the website, dipetro.com. Congressman David Cicilline, I'm the only one to run with the story. How about the fact he's trying to raise money off the fact that Tucker Carlson, as I played the other day, completely laid him out. If you want to see the clip and uh, Tucker Carlson. So now Cicilline sent out a fundraising letter and he's trying to raise money off tucker carlson of fox news channel going after him so that's how pathetic cicilline is folks and check out the website which is brought to you by the coincident 226 coincident avenue in west warwick they're waiting for you at the coincident let's go to some of the sound rudy giuliani on 
on Newsmax. I just I want to be very clear with so many of you. And again, you're listening to the John DePietro show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Rudy Giuliani was, uh, oh, you know, Putin played this brilliantly. He's playing Biden like a symphony violin. Why are you giving compliments to a murderous dictator? It's wrong. What would Reagan do? What would how would people react if after 9-11 people on the left and Democrats were saying, boy, you got to hand it to Osama bin Laden. He is a masterful mastermind technician. You know, Bill Maher, Bill Maher, who more and more people seem to like and agree with a lot of his stands. And I think he makes a lot of good sense. He was fired from ABC's politically incorrect for saying, well, one thing you got to say about the hijackers is they were brave. They didn't get off the plane. They were willing to fly the plane into the building. He was fired for that. He was fired for saying basically something positive about people that attacked us. <clears throat> and then he ended up on HBO after that. Let alone the name of the show was Politically Incorrect. It was the most politically incorrect he ever said on the show. And he was terminated for it. My point is, you know, look at this. No, this should be. you know, And the same thing, these people, oh, you know, look about the truckers. and Have you seen what's happening to the Russian protesters the way they're being arrested? It makes the Canadian truckers like they were at a spa. The Canadian truckers in Ottawa, that looks like Disneyland compared to the way they're rounding up the protesters in Russia. And yes, our border, our southern border is open and it is a disgrace. And no, the Biden first year of his presidency was a sheer disaster and the poll numbers reflect it. And as a result of that, someone like Putin is willing to take advantage of it. I didn't vote for Biden. And Harris is just as bad. She is incompetent. All of those things can be said and true. You know, if you go out for the night and you leave your house unlocked and someone breaks in and steals things and vandalizes it and so forth. I mean, in the end, someone could say you should have known better and you shouldn't have left your house unlocked and you shouldn't have had valuables there. And maybe you shouldn't have you should have been at home. Or you should have got a dog. And you knew in that neighborhood, you can say all of those things. That doesn't stop the fact or change the fact that someone broke into your house and stole all those things. By having Biden and Harris, we increased the risk of having less stability in the world. It still doesn't make what Putin is right. And I refuse to compliment him. And frankly, I am appalled at some of the people that are trying to when you have two countries and one's invading the other and killing the other and sending bombs and missiles to the other, what are we talking about? Uh, I still see this just on one end. And I know, well, you know, you're, what you're saying is different than what President Trump. Yes, yes, fine. It's not the first time. I'm very comfortable in my, uh, the way I view this objective. You look at history. Uh, am, am I intimating Ukraine is a, 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 no filled with corruption, not a perfect part of the world? I, I I refuse to believe. Now, there's also some people, and I want to clear this up. If you you don't have to, but if you go back through history or watch the film Argo, uh, Ben Affleck, they have um, they show the American embassy when they were in Iran and when it was taken over, and what you will see is when they're going to abandon the embassy. They start burning and destroying and shredding all the documents that are there because they don't want the enemy to get the names and addresses and files. And then many times they can see who in the country was cooperating. So when when you are getting out of Dodge, when it, this is it, you're leaving. When you are going to leave and you're going to be overrun by the enemy, they, they destroy anything that is there. The same thing, by the way, happened in Afghanistan. However, there are people that don't know history. There are people that don't pay attention to it. So I have people out there saying to me, well, I look at this. So they must be destroying documents that are tied to Hunter Biden and Biden. Now, and I know there's even some media outlets that are trying to flame that. But what you don't understand is any time that that happens, any time that we are pulling out or any country for that matter, you don't want the enemy if you, you know, that's like, that's it. This is the ninth hour. This is, you know, DEFCON 1 or 5 or whatever the final one is where you're going to abandon your office, city hall, 
government office, uh, but in this case, embassy or anything, and you destroy anything because then they find, they want information. Who is it? What is the chain of command? Who is involved? There could be people, they were getting communication from their own country. I recognize some people don't get that, but to think, oh, I see. So that's why they're burning documents that link Biden and Ukraine and George Soros. Oh, so this is what, no, that's not what it is. They always do that, no matter what the country is. So we, we destroyed the documents when we were pulling out of, Af out of Afghanistan. So, um, but let's get to um, some of the sound on the latest. This is uh, the city right now, ABC. I think they've had uh, very good coverage with their uh, correspondent over there on the ground. And let's get the latest now. Correspondent. Ian Panel starts us off from Kiev. Good morning, Ian. <laughs> Yeah, good morning, George. A lot of fast-moving developments overnight and this morning. The head of Ukraine's armed forces announcing in the last few hours, today Ukraine needs everything. All procedures for joining are simplified. All you need is a passport or an ID. And quotes, there are no age restrictions. I have to say today the city is more on edge than ever before. We've seen firefights breaking out inside the city. And there are reports that the police and the military are just handing out weapons to civilians. And I have to say the city is now braced for what looks like the battle for Kyiv. Overnight, Russian forces closing in on Kyiv, explosions rocking the capital city. Images like this one circulating on social media. This morning, Ukrainian military police in full combat gear joining the fight to defend the city. The emergency services called into action after shelling overnight. Ukrainian President Zelensky in another urgent address to his country, saying saboteurs have already entered the capital and that Russia's named him target number one, his family target number two. They're now in hiding. Just 60 miles north of Kyiv, after fierce fighting, Russian forces reportedly now in control of Chernobyl, the destroyed nuclear power plant. From our position in Kyiv, we could see fighter jets overhead, with the city triggering its emergency air raid alarm. And just 20 miles away, Russian special forces in helicopters landing at a military base, which has been the scene of intense firefights. Videos posted on social media from inside Ukraine show these attacks unfolding as the Ukrainians mount a stiff defense. But the Russian onslaught is widespread, with missile strikes in the west. Ukrainian air bases aflame in the east, and fighter jets dropping bombs in the south, and clashes in the southern city of Sumy. The fighting on the ground has been intense. The Ukrainian president saying 137 Ukrainians have died. Ukrainian forces have been doing all they can to repel the more powerful Russian troops. But so far, sources telling ABC that not all of those 150,000 Russian troops on Ukraine's borders have crossed into the country. Russian state media showing these troops in the east. The Ukrainian military is now in the fight of its life. President Zelensky has now ordered a general mobilization, calling up men of fighting age and reservists. In the initial assault, Russia launching over 170 60 ballistic missiles at Ukrainian military targets. Some civilian areas were reportedly struck. The risk to civilians caught in the crossfire is extreme, with ordnance being fired almost at will by both sides. Those living in Ukraine now forced to deal with the reality of war unfolding around them. As bombs strike nearby, people are forced underground, turning subways into makeshift bomb shelters. And as Russian troops close in on the capital, thousands fleeing the city for safety, causing gridlock on major highways. Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov saying this morning that they're ready for negotiations, but after Ukrainian troops surrender, and of course right now, there is no sign of that. And I have to say, George, we're now entering the most dangerous hour so far in this war. It is so George. clear, and hope you stay safe as well. You know, again, folks, um, can you imagine <clears throat> in our country, Men 18 to 60, you can't leave. How about just the Rhode Island? Can't leave Rhode Island. We're under attack. And Governor McKee starts handing out rifles to all the people. Now, some people say, see, this is a Second Amendment. Listen, they, they have guns anyway. They just make sure everyone has a gun. My goodness. Um, let's get to, I think this is a good bit, um, talking again about the Russian Empire dis disintegration. Folks, that's what this is about. He just wants to reunify the uh what was the soviet union or russian empire i should say vladimir putin seems driven by grievance against the west and his vision of russian greatness 
He, he does, George. You know, uh, the uh, President Biden talked about uh, his belief that uh, that Putin wants to reestablish the Soviet Empire. Um, you know, some of the speeches we heard uh, this earlier this week out of Putin were absolutely stunning. Uh, he trashed Stalin. He trashed Lenin. He wasn't very high on communism. Uh, he seems to have thought that really where things went off the rails for Russia was in 1917 when the Russian Empire uh, disintegrated. But the Russian Empire included Ukraine, and so in his mind, that's part of what needs to be reestablished. Yeah, what I want to point out to people is so many people, this, you have to understand, it's almost like President of the United States fill in the blank. I do admit, he didn't go in, whatever the relationship was with President Trump, and it seemed to be a complicated relationship. But whatever that was, he did not go in while President Trump was in office. He certainly made gains when it was President Obama and when it was also uh, Vice President Biden at the time. But this has been a long buildup. I think I just want to would argue to many of you, this is more about Putin, how he sees himself in Russian history, how he sees himself in the world. If you had $200 billion, you know, he, you know, he has a compound um, that he has, a, a, he built a compound for himself and it cost $1.1 billion. I was trying to figure out how large it is. Um, I'm not sure the size. I'll have to find it. But I think it's like 39 Moroccos is the size of it. But it cost uh, $1.1 And he has $200 billion. So you have every yacht you want. You have all the trappings of wealth. And the one thing that he really wants is then to cement his place in history. And also just he wants things that in some ways money can't buy, which would just be he wants to take over and restore what he views as the Russian Empire. But I want to go. Um, I was just I think this is disgraceful. Uh, and I was used to be a fan of his. Um, I knew him in New York. I voted for him when he was the mayor of New York um, when I was living there. But Rudy Giuliani on Newsmax, I, you know, but we know there's something weird about Giuliani. And you remember he was there and he was trying to extort things from the president of Ukraine and wanted them to investigate the Bidens. Otherwise, they weren't going to get the aid. But Giuliani, I don't know what happened to him. Somewhere he went off the rails. The indication that I get, Rob, is I have to say, <clears throat> I don't think they know what they're doing. Yeah. They are in way, way over their heads. I mean, Putin played this almost like a symphony conductor. And he had, uh, and he basically made Biden, he kind of stretched it out to make Biden look more and more foolish. I think he did it on purpose. He could have invaded four weeks ago. You know, this is uh, this is propaganda talking points. Um, also, as I mentioned Tucker Carlson earlier, you know, we have learned that you can ask, like, how closely aligned when we talk about um, propaganda talking points, state television in Russia, they are running comments from Tucker Carlson in there. They're using the Russian subtitles or translator for the people. That's how much his defense of Putin mirrors Putin's only own defense talking points. Uh, I want to play. This is um, Michael Savage. And I, maybe there are people that believe this. Uh, so I do want to uh, play it. It's certainly a, a different stand. Michael Savage, by the way, in so many things, he is he's brilliant. He's very knowledgeable about history. No one was more ahead of the curve on the virus coming out of Wuhan than Michael Savage. That's just a fact. So. He's a guest on Newsmax, and um, he still has a podcast. I want you to hear. This is uh, how Michael Savage views it. Happening in that area without spending about an hour on it. And if I do so, I will sound like an apologist for Putin. And I think people need to understand the history of the region, which goes back at least a thousand years. And this <laughs> conflict did not begin eight years ago. It did not begin 80 years ago. It began a thousand years ago. And... I'm going to I'm going to spend an hour on this tomorrow on my podcast. But for tonight, which is a news cycle, I would just like to say we need to understand who Zelensky is. He is a puppet of George Soros. We have to understand the mindset of Putin, who is a dictator and a tyrant. But how Zelensky challenged and provoked him for years now, ever since he was installed by Soros, provoked the Russian bear by sticking him over and over again. Just two weeks ago, he said, we're going to buy nuclear weapons. We're going to fight Putin. And a State Department official in this country said, 
If Putin invades, he'll go home with body bags. This is not diplomacy. Now, both the Ukrainian people and the Russian people have suffered throughout the centuries. We must emphasize they have both suffered throughout the centuries. But we must also remember that the Ukraines had Nazi divisions in World War II, and the Russians never had Nazi divisions in World War II. People don't know this, but I am ancestrally from Belarus, which was really part of Ukraine in World War II. All my ancestors, a million Jews, were killed by the Nazis in World War II, and they actually saw the Soviets as their saviors. Now, once the Soviets came in, it was not a picnic either. They also did horrible things. But there were Nazis in Ukrainian divisions, and there still are Ukrainian Nazis. So when we hear Putin say, I want to take the Nazis out, for the last eight years, there have been, have, there have been Ukrainian Nazis fighting the Russians. It's like World War II all over for them. Now, again, I, I, um, I played that simply because, you know, Mike, Michael Savage, as I mentioned, folks. And again, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. He's brilliant. He is certainly a historian. Um, you, you look at some of those photos, though, of, number one, the protesters in Russia that do not want another war. Um, you, you also look at you, you have innocent lives, innocent people that are just there in Ukraine, and they are being bombarded and attacked. So if somebody says they want to go back and settle all grievances, well, then I guess we should start attacking J uh, Japan and Germany, who today, you know, they're part of the G7. But I guess we should just, we should, once again, we should settle some scores with Japan. I think we did settle some scores with Japan. Folks, it's Friday. It's stormy out. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's right here. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. This portion of the program, now listen, the weather will clear out later. And then over the course of the weekend, don't forget my friends at Endzone Sports Pub. Great place to watch your favorite team. It's clean. It's friendly. Uh, they have karaoke on Friday and Saturday nights. It starts at 830 end zone sports pub 960 menden road in cumberland and then again also uh folks visit the website depetro.com all right a lot more ahead we're going to touch on some other stories as well right here on the john depetro show if you're ever in an accident pick up the phone and call west fountain auto body today 401-272-3340 were you in an auto accident someone damaged your vehicle folks it can happen whether it's people not paying attention a drunk driver people texting and driving if you're ever in an accident pick up the phone call west fountain auto body 401-272-3340 they're located 400 west fountain street in providence remember with west fountain auto body they're going to work for you not the insurance company call them today if you were in an accident drunk driver someone texting and driving minor fender banner even a nearly totaled vehicle call west fountain auto body today 401 272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body. 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, Call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Right on the left-hand side says, listen live. You click on that, and the play button comes up, and boom. No matter where you are, and we have people listening all over, you can listen right there. Joining us right now is a columnist of the Boston Globe. It is our friend Dan McGowan. And Dan, um, I really like your column in today's Globe where you uh, illustrate, you know, we don't know what the, the future holds over the next couple of months, but yeah, I think it's a, a very good depiction of Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, some good insight on some of his allies. And it sounds like all in all, yesterday he finally got the, the type of day and announcement that, uh, you know, in some ways that he deserves and is most reflective of who he is yeah i think i think he, yesterday was a successful day for him yep. um and look you and i talk about this every week he's had very few of these days where you know he he basically gets to kind of go along as you know this was a he gets to go to you know go to bed at night and say this was a good day nobody 
you know, I know he's very sensitive as you and I have often talk about, but yesterday's a day where I think he generally got the coverage he was seeking and the rollout that he wanted. And I think, you know, it's funny, the, re- the column that I wrote about him was, was to focus on sort of that support that he has with all of those, those may or many of the mayors in this, uh, in Rhode Island. And, you know, you watch it up close and you see that it, it's, you know, it is a real, I mean, it's, it's a real like uh, kind of insider in some ways boys club, but, but I mean that in the best of ways right there. These are guys that could sit at the end of a bar and just, you know, swap war stories all night, whether it's Charlie Lombardi or Joe Policina, <clears throat> and they all truly like each other. And, you know, I think to some, there are a lot of folks in the state, I think a lot of particularly in Democratic circles, who like to write off Dan McKee as kind of, you know, too parochial, too local, you know, too much of a mayor. And, I, and I've been critical of him at times for this, too. But I was thinking as I was watching him, you know, kick off his campaign yesterday, Nellie Gorbea, Helena Folks, Matt Brown, these folks would kill to have any one of these mayors endorsing right. them at this point. And, yeah. and, and Dan McKee is able to, you know, has been able to grab a bunch of people, put them together. You know, I, I added up the, the, the numbers. The mayors that are current mayors and town managers that are currently supporting Dan McKee represent about 350,000 residents in Rhode Island. Now, wow. not all voters, obviously, but 350,000 residents. If they do, you know, their job, if they, you know, can, can turn out votes, Dan McKee is off to a really good start. And some of those mayors, a guy like Mayor Policina in Johnston, who kind of rules that place with an iron fist, has, is a proven vote getter. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember back when Gina Raimondo was very excited about having his support because Johnston's right. a key place. East Providence is always a key place. So I think Dan, I think Dan McKee had a pretty good day yesterday. Now, the, the challenge is, is he, he still he doesn't quite know when it's time to campaign versus when it's time to actually just govern. And I think that that line will get even blurrier as this goes along. He's going to face criticism from you know, every corner of the Democratic primary and then whoever runs as a Republican. Um, so, you know, he's still got, it's, it's still an uphill battle, but he's in a better place right now, I think, than, than maybe some folks are giving him credit for. I like your um, quotes, especially, I, I happen to like uh, Mayor Policina uh, a lot. I've known him a long time. Same thing with the Mayor of North Providence, but I like Mayor Policina. That's, that's a really good visual that, you know, in the past, they were, they were like the mayors. They were peeking in the window at the yeah. state house. That's a very good visual compared to the way they have a relationship with the current governor. Yeah, and you know it's funny I, I, when I talked to to Mayor Policina about this yesterday. I said, you know, is that do you just mean that for Gina Raimondo? And he said, absolutely not. You know, he said he was a senator when when you know Governor Kachiri was was in office, and he said, you know, the mayors always felt like they. You know, it was it was harder to get in the room. Now, that could have been Democratic and Republican politics, all kinds of things. He said, historically, the mayors of, of most places, Providence being kind of the one exception because it's kind of its own, you know, entity, um, you know, always feel a little short change. They always feel like they have to go begging for things at the state house or begging to not, you know, more often begging to have the legislature not pass, you know, what they would consider bad bills. And he said, now it's it's nice. You get to I text with the governor regularly. I, you know, can can bug him. Even Mayor Baldelli Hunt, you know, uh, up in Woonsocket said to me, you know, it's not that I'm always going to the, you know, the governor and saying I need money to solve my problems. She said he just comes up and visits and you don't always get that from your governor. Uh, and so. You know, I think they they really look, you know, look at him as a uh, as a partner and as a friend. And that loyalty runs real deep. I mean, you know, these mayors, um, you know, have have delivered him to statewide elections as lieutenant governor. Uh, They play key roles there. They'll play a key role here. He still has to build a bigger coalition. He's going to need a little bit of, I think, union support. He's got to figure out how to win at least some votes in Providence, but again, better start than everybody else, because right now you can't get, you know, you don't know who's supporting any of the other candidates. Dan Mc, and again, folks, so speaking with Dan McGowan of the, of the Boston Globe, 
Uh, what do you make of the fact, and you, you kind of hinted at it, and there was definitely uh, some element that this was coming, but the addition of Eva Mancuso as like basically senior advisor to the governor. Yeah, I think it's a big move. I, you know, I did hint at it last week because I hadn't confirmed it yet, but uh, it, I think Eva Mancuso, you, you, you've known Eva a long time. Long time. Eva is the kind of person who I think fits in really well with this crowd of mayors. And, I, and this is with all respect to her because I, I, I do, I think, very highly of her. I would say Eva Mancuso is like Governor McKee, somebody who does not, is, has never been accepted by the kind of east side of Providence elitist yeah. circles. She's always had her chip, you know, a chip on her shoulder about that. Uh, she's an incredibly talented attorney and, and you know, an accomplished woman in her own right. But she's also kind of got that fiery Cranston girl in her. Yeah. And where that matters is, and I told her this and I've, I've written this, I've said this, she is the kind of person who can be a validator for Dan McKee. You know, when when the reporters or when, when you know, when the, the commentators like us are, are, you know, maybe criticizing the governor even Mancuso's not the not afraid to get on the phone and set you straight. Yep. And you and I know how this works. You know, sometimes that's all it takes. It's not that we change our minds because we get yelled at. It's a different perspective. And yep. I can remember when even Mancuso was the board of education chairwoman uh, um, under Link Chafee. And, you know, Deborah Gist, the education yeah. commissioner at the time, was really under fire. And, you know, she, she's catching heat from pretty much every circle and including me by the way as a reporter I, you know you'd always find something that was going wrong and I remember Ethan Mancuso you know really grew to defend her and uh, was very aggressive about it you know she and I had a number of kind of shouting matches over the years over you know what she might have thought was unfair or uh, you know what the, the, commi- the commissioner wasn't getting enough credit that kind of thing that arguing balls and strikes is something that really matters. You see it all the time at the national level. I mean, what do you think Jen Psaki's doing, you know, for for Biden or any number of you know, pres- right. you know, President Trump's press secretaries? Now, the the thing about this is, is that we it's an undefined role for Eva Mancuso. So, you know, she's a policy person, so I assume she'll take on some of that. But I think her best asset is actually the person who can you know, go on television or make the call to people like us and say, hey, you're not giving us a fair shake or you should look at it this way. Uh, That kind of thing really works. And she has the credibility to do that. Dean McGowan, uh, it was notable that the mayor of Cranston, Ken Hopkins, was there. I don't remember the past that that ever, ever happening. I mean, Mayor Fung uh, certainly was friendly with, you know, Mayor Avedesian to Republicans. And, And come to think of it, you know, I think Cranston Mayor Alan Funk had a, a good working relationship. He did, with, yeah. Uh, with Mayor Johnston and maybe even the mayor of North Providence. Certainly not with the mayor of Providence. But um, it, it, it was notable that that he was there. Do you think his answer of "I'm here for the Irish guy" that, that was that enough? Or I'm not saying it's a, it's a major scandal, but it certainly caught my eye. Of like, why is the Republican mayor of Cranston there? Well, I think what it, I, let's be clear, <laughs> he he knew what he was doing. Yeah, uh, Ken Hopkins is not a dumb guy. He knows that showing up for the gov- the Democratic governor's campaign announcement, announcement. <laughs> <does> no- <laughs> you know, is not just oh, I want I, I found myself in East Providence today. Yeah, I think I was right. for the tour. <laughs> he 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 knew what he was doing, and he kind of you know he kind of was a wink and a nod to reporters about that uh, in, in a lot of ways. He sort of he knew what he was doing there. Now I think it does catch him. He I mean, remember only a couple of weeks ago, people were talking about him potentially yeah. running for governor and he was candid with me he said you know he was like i'm not making an endorsement today but he said one i do like dan i think he's you know i've known him for a long time he's a good guy and then he flat out said he's like i'm keeping my options open but you know what when i floated my name for governor as a republican you know the party kind of laughed at me and didn't take mm-hmm. me seriously so he he is carrying that with him a little bit yep. you know I, I think in the sort of polarized world that we live in I would be stunned if you hear, you know, Ken, uh, Ken Hopkins flat out just say, yes, you know, I'm going to vote for the Democratic governor and then I'm going to vote for, you know, Alan Fung for Congress or something like that. I, I would be surprised to hear him go that far out on a limb. But he, he was obviously sending a message yesterday that, 
yeah, he 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 thinks that of the candidates that he sees right now, I think he thinks McKee's the best. And Dan McGowan, an important uh, factor with the strategy of McKee, and, and you talk about it, we've talked about it, but it seems cemented now that win or lose, Governor McKee feels his best shot is almost in the form of a ticket with Lieutenant Governor Savita Matos. Yeah, and my, you know, my colleague Ted Nisi was, yes. uh, my former colleague was, was, you know, we were standing next to each other and he pointed out, you know, I noticed that there's, there's not a mention of her on the ticket or, you know, on your signs, kind of the way Matt Brown and Cynthia Mendes are, are running. Uh, I wouldn't read too much into that because I do think, uh, and there's, I think we'll debate for a long time, especially if the governor doesn't win, uh, we'll debate a long time about whether or not Sabina Matos was the right choice as lieutenant governor. But you know what? She's a loyal soldier. She shows up to everything with the guy. I mean, not only was she there for the announcement yesterday, she followed him around all day. They were, you know, at the park uh, theater announcement and, yep. you know, a bunch of other in Providence together. So uh, she's clearly, you know, she, she is clearly seen as an asset. Um, you know, what I'd like to see more and when I say I'd like, I'm, I'm thinking just politically speaking, you, you know, you'd, you'd like to see her, uh, you know, show that she has a little bit of strength in the Providence. Proving right. that just yet. No. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. The problem with your heating system? Call R.E. Coogan Heating today. 401 732 6562. 24-hour emergency service. Gas boiler, oil burner, Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. They're helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services. Look for them on Facebook and the website is recooganheating.com. Residential services, as Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Plumbing, heating, and cooling from winter to summer. Trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls, maintenance agreements, installation, R.E. Coogan Heating, proud to help residential customers, and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority. Call them today. Now it's cold. It's going to remain cold. Call Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. It's Coogie. It's 24-hour emergency service. Hey, not long ago. Our hot water tank gave out. What did I do? Did I panic? Did I try to fix it? I called Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. We're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, we had um, obviously had talked about and covered uh, the whole horrible situation with Breonna Taylor, where um, seemingly, you know, when police had barged in on the apartment, and she was uh, tragically shot and killed. But what's interesting is the only trial now to emerge from that police raid uh, centers not on the officer who shot her, but on the former detective who uh, they're saying recklessly endangered her neighbors by firing into their apartment. How, how serious a trial is this, Tim Dodd? Well, it, it, it's... Serious for the defendant because on each charge, there could be a uh, sentence of up to five years. Now, would mm. he get five years? No. But it's significant because this is um, ammunition, if you will, for those who want states to do away with no-knock warrants because if you, you will all recall that this whole Breonna Taylor incident started with a no-knock warrant um, into the apartment of um, her apartment where they thought her boyfriend either was or whether he was laying off drugs that he was in possession of or other contraband. She winds up getting shot and killed. The officer who's now on trial apparently shot at least 10 times mm. um, and the prosecutors say that it was wanton endangerment and that this defendant fired blindly into the bullets that wound up in the neighboring apartment, coming close to but not hitting three uh, re occupants of the next door apartment. And he's alleged to have acted with, quote, extreme indifference for human life. Now, 
it does seem like maybe it was a panic situation yeah. and he just started firing. And I, I don't mean to m- make light of it because there's nothing to make light of here, but almost like a Barney Fife type of cop yes. who this yeah. like panics in the situation and this starts yeah. firing. Right now, this will, I believe, will be a battle of experts. You're going to have got, uh, officers, men or women, coming in on behalf of this defendant saying that what he did was reasonable and he acted appropriately. And given the chaotic situation, his response was reasonable. You're going to have prosecutor um, experts coming in to say this, what he did was inconsistent with his training. No one should ever be doing this. You know, he was firing blindly, not knowing what was behind the wall that he was firing into. Um, I think juries in the old days would want to give cops the benefit of the doubt, just like many times in medical malpractice cases, you'd like to give the doctor in many cases, the benefit of the doubt. That's what we see with cases that go to trial on med mal claims. But in the current environment, um, I think this cop may have a problem um, criminally in terms of being convicted for the crime of wanton endangerment. He's not accused of shooting anyone. Um, he's not accused with, you know, attempted murder. It's simply the crime of wanton endangerment, which is a felony in uh, the state of Missouri. Um, it has the backdrop of all the negative publicity that came out in the Brianna Taylor case. And again, the first reports were not the true reports. So a lot more reporting came out, which kind of changed what was perceived at first blush to have happened in that apartment. So yeah. it's going to be competing narratives from both camps, the prosecution and the defense, as to what was going on in that room, what all the officers were experiencing, what they saw, what they did, you know, the reaction times, um, they're tough cases. As yeah. we've said many times, I mean, I would not want to be in the shoes of a cop going into a situation like that. Right. And, and folks who want to criticize police action, go into a training simulator yeah. and see how many times you guess right and how many yeah. times you guess wrong. And every time That's you right. guess wrong, you're dead. That's so right. it's very difficult. It's great to be a Monday morning quarterback in the safety of your living room. Um, exposed to unknown dangers behind a door is not something I would ever want to do for a career. And God bless people who are willing to do it. Tim Dodd, a final story. And I, I met this guy. I remember I, I wanted him to be terrific and I wanted to like him, but I actually met several years ago, this Russell Taub. He was introduced to me at some event. Oh yeah. He's the one who's going to go after Congress, take on Congressman Cicilline. I, I just, I wasn't impressed with him. I think I tried to even do an interview with him and he, I don't remember the circumstance. He was then insisting, like, he could only do the interview with his father. I don't know the whole thing. Well, lo and behold, this guy, Russell Taub, who ran against Congressman Cicilline, he actually ended up, I believe, in the Robert Mueller investigation. Yeah, I mean, he's an odd candidate, an odd guy. Um I'm not really sure how deep his connections were with the Russians. I know he made the overtures, apparently, um, reached out to the Russians, from what I understand. I don't want to say anything that misstates the facts as far as what he may or may not have done. But it appears, from what we read so far, that he's the guy that really was involved, perhaps, with the Russian collusion, as opposed to, you know, candidate Trump. Um, And it's also a story that's not getting a terrible amount of publicity, uh, which is surprising because here's the guy who is alleged to have really done what the media spent four years claiming that the president had done. Yes. Yeah, very odd. Folks, again, he is our uh, legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job as always. Stay safe and we'll talk to you again. Thanks, John. You too. Take care. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement. 
your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brother's Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brother's Disposal, 401 401- 6880517 whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings call brothers disposal today come on brother call brothers disposal 401-6880517 look for them on facebook brothers disposal get a dumpster in your driveway 401-688-0517 you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Now, while you're there, uh, there's a lot of exclusive stories. Folks, we cover stories the rest of the media ignores. It's real news, whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening, plus other exclusive stories that we break log on at the website that's also the best way to reach me by the way if you'd like to get in touch with me just scroll down a little bit you'll see a a button that says contact john you can also support the program you you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at dipetro.com and it's all our links to social media whether it's facebook so you can watch facebook live or also twitter or youtube or instagram so take a minute and then also we have some great sponsors there as well it is a happening check it each day it's depetro.com make henry oil your oil provider this winter give them a call today call henry oil 401-521-0200 401-521-0200 henry oil serving most rhode island and southeastern mass automatic delivery budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, residential and commercial. It's Henry Oil. Give them a call. Since 1947, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today. Make Henry Oil your oil provider, 401 521 remember online at henryoil.com go with the original go with the best it's henry oil of the john DePietro show brought to you by realtor pat elston call pat today 401-474-5253 there's a link right directly to her on the website dipetro.com caldwell banker realty based in cumberland 20 years experience licensed in rhode island and massachusetts pat services all of rhode island and southeastern mass contact pat elston today 401-474-5253 and you can find her right on the website dipetro.com you're listening to the john dipetro show on am 1380 99.9 fm folks remember you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com check out the website petro.com we have original unique exclusive stories videos content all our links to social media facebook twitter instagram youtube it's all right there and that's also the best way to reach me log on at the website depetro.com depetro.com 